0: Hey, happy campers. Sammy Hi. here. Julia is also here. Present, <laughs> always. Um, we have a cool episode today because I think a lot of you know by now that we really like to focus on like service based camps every once in a while with Camp Sunshine. We've done a couple others. And today we have on uh, the executive director, is that correct? correct? Of SCOPE, which stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education, which it's a scholarship fund, scholarship nonprofit that sends uh, less advantaged kids to summer camp, which is everything we're all about. We love it so much. Um, so welcome to Molly. Thank you. Welcome, Molly. Thank you for being here. (laughs) So happy to be here. Thanks for coming on the pod. Um, So tell us a little bit about Scope. What's going on?
2: So as you (laughs) said, Scope is, uh, we're a national nonprofit. So we're based here in New York, but also uh, represent lots of different camps all over the country Mm -hmm. and so our national presence helps to send children from underserved communities low-income families uh to summer camps. so these are children who otherwise would not have the opportunity to experience overnight summer camp Um, and uh, what scope does is we really fund those we call them camperships camp scholarships uh, so that these children gain access to overnight camp
0: and they get to go to like these aren't camps that are for kids that are generally disadvantaged these are just like regular run-of-the-mill summer camps?
2: So we partner, SCOPE's model is to partner with nonprofit overnight summer camps around the country, meaning that they all of these camps are doing their own fundraising and their own efforts, but they're providing similar camp experiences to the for-profit camps um, but under a, a nonprofit model. Okay. Um, and so this past summer, summer 2018, we helped to fund uh, 42 different nonprofit camps around the country. Um, Empowering over 700 children with access to summer camp. Which wow, that's pretty amazing. Wow, and how
1: many years has Scope been around?
2: So uh, Scope was founded in 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really the first summer camperships happened was 1992. So we're really talking about we're heading into our 28th year of funding camperships, which is wow. really incredible. Also,
0: that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So how many, so over 700 kids involved in in the program?
2: This past summer, over 700. So the goal every year is to provide those initial children that went to camp the summer before with access back to camp. Cool. And then, of course, adding on to those numbers. So the summer before, it was 500 so a really, new added 200 more exactly. kids so, and the
0: 500 got to go back to camp the next that's, summer that's yeah.
2: the hope right so it, either those children age out in which case they're unable to go back because the camp program doesn't allow that or um the either the family in, in best case is no longer meeting the model of of needing support right mm-hmm. that's what we hope from all of these families is that that some form of of uh income starts to come in so that they can afford to send their children to camp um and but in most cases it's that they're they are growing out of the age of camp, and so new campers come in. Right. There's a continuous when, model.
1: When that happens, mm-hmm. do you ever find that any of those campers go back to be counselors at that camp? Yes. When it's and no longer about them paying, but exactly. potentially them and getting and paid?
2: And in so much of what we hear from campers when they write, they, so part of the process to apply for scope comes through the camp the actual camp that they go to, um, but in their application process, they write us a letter saying why I want to go to camp, and at the end of their experience, they write a thank you letter, right? So, part of that, what we see is, I can't wait to become a counselor so I can pay this forward, right? They get it. They understand yeah. that this is something that that is a life changer for them, and they want to help this. So, we do see many children who will go back and become staff. Um, and we host a benefit every year, and so we try and invite those same children to come and speak on behalf of their camp experiences and sort of the longevity of what that means.
0: How do you find kids? How do you recruit them?
2: So it's one of my favorite questions because we don't do the recruitment. Okay. Um, and it's a really interesting model because based on on the way camps operate the camps really do their own recruitment because they know the right children that fit their camp uh-huh. right and so as an organization that provides the funding i would never want to to go to a camp and say here's a group of children or here's three children i don't know if they're going to be the right fit for your camp mm-hmm. but i think they might right like so the the ideal is that the camp comes to us and says we have 30 applicants who can't afford to come to camp they are You know, we've recruited them, we've vetted them, they've come from a community partner, they've come from a relationship that we have. We know that this child is the right fit and we're the right fit for them. Do you have the funding for them? Okay. And so we then evaluate our funding, what we're able to allocate each summer, and say to that camp, you've applied for 30 campers, we can provide you with 20. Okay. Ideally, we want to fill every 30. Right. Sometimes the funding doesn't allow for that, so, um, but the goal really is to help them meet their needs um, and But they really do the recruitment.
0: And does the funding include stuff like sleeping bags, like all the
2: gear that goes along with going to camp? So to be honest, it's really the camp. Certain camps say yes and certain camps say no. What we say is $1,300 in the New York Tri-State New- Northeast is what covers a campership. That's two weeks at one of the overnight nonprofit camps that we partner with. Okay, That includes tra- transportation and every experience under the sun that they're going to participate in at camp some of the camps will will provide them with the the bedding with the the towels with some of the camps out of their own pocket this is yes okay or the funds that they have or any donations that they have okay and some some camps will say we need you to come with these items okay um and we as an organization have sort of looked to our our uh volunteers and our teen population that's um comes from the experience of, of camp like I have and, and probably you have in it too, where you feel so fortunate to have had this experience, right? I wanna do whatever I can to pay that forward. So these children who, who come from um, more affluent backgrounds will come and do service work with us. And mm-hmm. maybe that's doing drives in their own communities to get sleeping bags, to get you know clean new clothing, to get toothbrushes, toothpaste, like the general necessities. Um, and then we package those up and we send those to those camps so that the kids can have access to that when they get to camp.
0: It's like packing up at the end of camp. We So our camp had this program called uh, Main Idea uh-huh. that after the paying campers left, they brought in girls uh, from underserved communities, the same thing, and they go to camp for 10 days. Yeah and when we were packing up at the end of camp they would be like any unused shampoo you didn't open any clothes you want to leave behind like all that stuff you just like and it went to main idea it was great
2: and initially when they told you that when you were 10 12 13 whenever it was and they said any unused you sort of started to panic because you were like oh my god i didn't to touch my shampoo yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? exactly that kind of thing you're squeezing yeah. it out knowing what the purpose was yeah but yes if if every camp were to collect those unused items at the end of every summer and be able to whether it's find a local camp near them that could use those items yeah or shelters or anything like that i mean that stuff Aside, aside from the counselors who stay and, and could benefit from those, those things as well, um, it really, I mean, it's so much stuff unused that, that could be Take forward.
0: note, we know a lot of camp directors listen to this podcast, you guys. You, yeah. could, you could collect this stuff and distribute it mm-hmm. to kids in need.
2: Definitely. You sure can. And if you're looking for a camp to partner with on that, please feel free to let me know. Contact Scope. We're going <laughs> to plug them a lot at the end of this yeah. episode. Yes, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> um, You were mentioning the, you guys fundraising, and mm-hmm. I assume you put on all types of different events. What yeah. are some of the ones that you've done recently?
2: So in our the tri-state area, really what we're calling the Northeast region, we do a large benefit on April 11th this year uh, is our Scope New York benefit taking place at Gustavino's, uh, which is on the Upper East Side. Uh, we honor three different um, people and organizations within the camp world and outside of the camp world. Uh, so this year, we're actually honoring Camp America and uh, Dennis Reagan, who is the president of Camp America. And they, they're being honored with the Ben Applebaum Advocate for Youth Award for all the work that they do to bring international staff uh, into the camps and, and help really to change the children's lives Who who the camps we're partnering with as well as the camps that support scope um we're also honoring a teen uh julia goldman with our scope leadership award she's a uh she's actually our intern this this year and last year uh but she is a former camper and current staff at camp taconic so i know you guys have been there hey we have we love taconic (laughs) shout out to taconic (laughs) um and uh and then our, our third award, which is um, the Scope Philanthropic Camp of the Year. Uh, So actually, Camp Taconic was the first camp to receive that award, which was last year. Not a shocker. We we were super super proud to to create this award around their initiatives. And now uh, the second camp to be receiving that that award is uh, Tyler Hill Camp. Cool. Um, Oh. So we're really excited about bringing together so many what I call camp-passionate people who get what the magic of camp can do for children who otherwise couldn't have access to that and, and uh our benefit raises you know our the this greater amount of of our support during the year so that we can provide as many camperships. So we do a a sponsor a camper during that benefit um, which helps to raise you know straight up dollars to to give to to campers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then aside from that we have a big Midwest benefit that helps to raise money for our, our Midwest campers. That's April 26th I believe it's a Friday. Um, in uh chicago and then uh we have lots of different fundraisers that take place throughout the year so our associate board which is our 21 and ups uh they created a speakeasy for scope event that took place in november which was awesome great was that in new york it was in new york um and everybody got dressed up and it was like at a the, one of the oldest still in, in operation speakeasies down this dark alley. It was That's like so cool. super cool and it was a sold out event and it was great. Um, so they're doing those events. and Then we have a lot of young people, a lot of individuals who create their own fundraisers. So. Um, everything from, like, cycle events to lemonade stands to mitzvah projects. We have so many teens who, do, you know, young young adults who do um, mitzvah projects. Um, we got a lot. I mean, there's a lot going on <laughs> all the time. We participated in a 5K this year, um, which was really, really great. Um, yeah, you know, our effort is to just – raise awareness get as many people in the know that scope exists and and more importantly that there are children out there who can't go to camp without us uh and you know through events that's how we not only raise our money but raise the the um awareness of people who care about camp and paying that forward so awesome yeah how well, did something that all our listeners yeah true like you guys out
0: there. yeah you guys we are <laughs> all about this
1: mm-hmm. this is a great place to
0: Get yeah, involved and seriously. Spend your time spend your money Yeah Yeah um, Get in on the ground floor You know <laughs> um, It's been around For a couple years. I mean it's been around But I mean like, oh, and, just like, I like Accessible way To get involved totally, Right totally. Um how did you get involved in SCOPE?
2: So I was one of those very fortunate children who was able to to go to camp year after year. Uh, camp was everything to me, and um, I didn't really know how lucky I was until after the fact, right? until I was in college and sor- sort of exploring what my, my job opportunities were and, and looking at the camp world and sort of getting an assessment of, wait, there's camps out there that kids you know, that other, And not everybody can go to, right? Like My parents were paying this much money to send me to camp. I had no idea, no concept of that. And I guess in some ways I shouldn't have, but it would have probably helped my, my giving back as a, as a kid to focus on something that mattered to me. And so um, I had an internship with the American Camp Association as my, one of my first jobs out of college uh, that was you know, not at camp. And they the not office, technically at camp not technically at camp <laughs> but in the overarching organization that helps with with getting camps sort of in you know everything that they need and um, when I was interning with the ACA the Scope office and the ACA office were joined and okay. um, that's when I was introduced to Scope and I started volunteering. And I volunteered at the benefit dinner and sold raffle tickets, and I helped out at any event I could, raising awareness, all of those kind of things. Actually, chaired or co-chaired their young professional events many, many years ago. Um, and then, you know, I was running summer camps on my own, and and always kept connected to Scope. Always volunteered at the dinner. It was important for me to be there and, and help however I could. And um, when Michelle Friedman, there, the former executive director, was um, was retiring, uh, she and I connected, she was a, she has always been a very long time uh, mentor of mine. And uh, she said to me, I'm going to be retiring. So if you're interested, this is your time to throw your hat in the ring. And I did and here I am. Here it's you amazing. are wow. bringing
0: camp mm-hmm. everywhere you go. Yeah, that's right.
2: Uh, a ton of
1: experiences on all sides of the world of camp.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Really You yeah, have cool. like a real You're the person like, we've been trying to meet. Yeah camp <laughs> career camper yeah. here.
2: Yeah. No other job than working in camp. Like, real. Like
0: that's amazing. <laughs> that's
2: really cool. And, and kind of crazy.
0: But crazy awesome. in a great way. Yes. Yeah, like, right, I love right. it a lot. Um. So, do you get to like spend your summer going around visiting camps? Exactly. Nice. Nice. We do that too, but not time. the whole summer. Yeah, limited so good. Get time. out. Yes. Yeah. It's
2: kind of exactly when I when I went through this personal like, can I leave camp? Can I leave being a camp director? Like, am I going to be torn from not being with kids and not being with yeah. staff? It was this perfect hybrid of I have access to my life because I go home at night and I sleep in my own bed and I have, I I sleep, right? Which I didn't (laughs) do as a camp director. And I get to go to camp all summer long visiting lots of different camps. We visit not only the camps that we support and seeing the kids that we've helped to provide you know, access to camp, but we also go and visit our, our supporter camps. So, camps like Camp Taconic or Tyler Hill, who are doing um, service work throughout the summer to raise awareness and raise money for Scope during the summer when they have this captive audience, um, we get to go and, and participate in their walkathon or their swimathon or, you know, literally just being there and empowering those teens to understand who Scope is and how they in their own lives can give back, whether it's at camp or taking it home. Uh. So cool! You're so lucky. Thank you. <laughs> I'll tell you, fundraising is not easy. But no. When you get yeah. this side of it, there's yeah. something a little bit easier about it because I care about it. It matters, you know. Of
0: it, of course, it really matters. I have said this my whole life: is that like I wish every kid could go to camp, yeah. and the like every kid it's should the goal go. Of scope. Yeah, it's. Full of scope. It's, it's. uh I really believe that's so hard. <laughs> um, do you have like? Could, are there any like standout kids that like success? Stories that yeah. you can think
2: of? I'm sure there, are, there are hundreds and hundreds of stories. We've sent over 25,000 kids to camp. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. We've provided over 25,000 camperships, which is really 25, incredible. 25,000. That's wow. insane. Yeah. So it's, re- yeah, it's, it's amazing. That's an
0: amazing number. Yeah.
2: It's, and I'll tell you, it, it's funny because... In the Northeast now, because the tuition for a child to have access to camp is $1,300, in the Midwest, the Southeast, and the Southwest, where we're also providing camperships, is actually $500. Mm. So we can send many more children to camp in those regions because co- camp costs less yeah. right. than it does here in the Northeast. But so the numbers sort of shift over time when, when we when we skewed the the dollars toward because the camps were weren't able to take children here for $500 anymore, right? right. So that changed in about 2010, 2011, yeah. where we're, the, the dollar funding was greater here. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, uh, we're, of course, sending less children in this area, but still they're they're getting that access. So we're working towards keeping those numbers up at that higher uh, dollar amount until we'll have to continue to raise that, Ob- obviously, as tuition continues to go up at camp. Um, but we have so many success stories. Um, and the camps are the ones to really – Share it best, right? Because they're there with them, they watch them grow up. But there is a, a teen now who, um, three years ago, summer 2016, we went to visit at a camp called Camp olmstead And uh, his name is Levin. And we met Levin. He was, you know, just 13 years old and 12, 13 years old and so well spoken and kind. and. And so grateful for the camp experience that he had had. That was his sixth summer, I think, at at camp. I think it was this past year. So he's like 16 now? Okay. And one of Levin's greatest stories is that he learned at camp that you can't put your elbows on the table. (laughs) Why? This is like the funniest thing. He's like, because what girl is going to want to go on a date with me if I'm sitting there with my elbows (laughs) on the table? I was like, oh, my God, you are the cutest (laughs) thing ever. Like, he just, the, the small things that he learned at camp, Oh. he accredits you know making his bed which is something that i like in my own life i only <laughs> make my bed because i had to at camp yeah. right like, i do he too credits that right like in hospital corners all of it like he it's exactly the same feeling he had um and you know he highlights the, the friendships and and the skills right he learned to swim at camp like Levin is an all-star and part of our goal and scope is to provide these camperships year after year right so that these kids like Levin can go back for eight summers right and then they can work at camp and they can pay that forward and then we have a an endowment fund called the Sanford-Lavitt Education Fund um, that's that's been set up to help these same children who continue at camp and continue to become staff um, to get to college. Awesome. I was so, hoping. Yeah, so <laughs> um, that fund has been developing for for since 2012, and um, Levin will be of that first class. Hopefully, that that gains uh, access to ugh. funding. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty cool. I,
0: <laughs> God, I love that so much. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: So Levin's like our all like in my mind's an all star story, just because we've seen him in progression, and um, of course, there's I mean so many other children. Like we went to um, a camp um uh, a couple years uh last year t- 2017 where it's a cr- camp for all girls and it's um it's n- called north shore holiday house and it's in huntington long island okay so, unsuspecting i grew up in long island had no idea there's sleepaway camps like buried in, in into just like basically a home it's a giant long house. island used to be like wilderness you know yes <laughs> all the way out i mean but this was just this really beautiful homey feeling all girls camp where they they didn't have you know a lake and they didn't have the bells and whistles that we see at some of the other camps but the feeling mm. the tradition the sisterhood for lack of a better description oh we know in the dining hall right yeah, yeah. was everything the cheering the songs the embracing of each other like it, they'd been there for two days when we came to visit and it was wow. how the magic was happening and to me, that is exactly why we do what we do is because it, it, we know those who benefited from, from camp know that, that a day at camp is like a week and a week is a month. And, you know, and all of that happens for every child who gains that access. And, and so seeing it come to life in a small, tiny place like this was just the hammer to the nail. Yeah.
0: we That's love that all girls camp. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that place sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Tiny um, but mighty. <laughs> if we were to zoom out a little bit, when you think of why why do you do what you do? Why why is camp so important?
2: Yeah. Um, so camp was important to me just, I went to day camp at three, right? My parents sent me to, to, to day camp in Long Island at three. And I loved it, right? I fell asleep on the bus on the way on the home every day and like you just exhausted. Right. And then I watched my sister when I was seven years old. I watched my sister leave to go to sleepway camp and she was 10 and I was devastated. And when we went on visiting day, I was like, leave me here. <laughs> this is my home. You know, like the whole thing. And. And my parents like okay we'll sign you up you'll go next summer so at eight years old i got on the bus and i cried my whole way to camp and my sister was like you're embarrassing me and <laughs> you, wanted best, right, and you wanted this right you wanted this you begged for this you're embarrassing me and her best friend was like it's okay <laughs> it's you
1: know? always
2: those friends <laughs> are they're <real> sweet <laughs> take you under yeah. their arm yeah um no and, who did your hair every day julia <laughs> 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 my sister's yeah. friend yeah of course <laughs> um and so you know i got to camp and and it felt like everything had fallen into place. Yeah, I got to play sports and I got to swim and I got to to build relationships with people I probably never would have met before. Um, I I don't know. I loved everything about it. I loved the the ability to go to arts and crafts and also water ski and like learn to walk on water. Like, what who knew that that was even possible, right? And camp made that possible. And so. All of those years later, I was at the same camp. I went to Kenwood, Kenmont, in Kent, Connecticut. Um, and I was there for 15 years. And wow. I walked wow. up the ladder. Never left. Never did anything Whoa. else. Um, We've went, heard great stuff about that camp. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. camp. It's a beautiful, beautiful camp. And I was very, very lucky to spend so much time there. And Did your is it co-ed camp it is a brother sister yeah okay and Beautiful. did your
0: and you have two siblings and they both went no my oh, sister okay went,
2: my brother is seven years younger than me okay and he went to camp pontiac um, i yeah we know that camp. yeah mm-hmm. and um and because at the time kenmont was sort of reconfiguring itself and had become a four week or more so four week structure mm-hmm. um and rather than eight weeks when I was there and my parents really wanted my brother to have this similar experience, seven and a half, eight weeks, whatever the time frame is that mm-hmm. you know, now. And, um, so he didn't go to Kenmont, uh, which was, which was great. My brother is, is his own person and and didn't need us. So. Well, my question
0: was more like when you kept going mm-hmm. back to camp year after year were your siblings like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> so
2: my sister was also like sporadically had come back as a counselor. Uh-huh. Um, no, they no. My 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 sister became a teacher, so
0: so your whole family was like yes, in on parents. this except for except your for parents. Except
2: for parents, you know, when I was, they're like, this was a thing for you to do at eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get over yourself. We're done what, for you to be at this place. And just, right?
0: Like, yeah. My parents did the same thing when I kept going back as a counselor. They were like, you're in law school now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. are you sure you want to keep going? Right yeah, <laughs> yeah. But
2: it is. So you know, like when I was fourteen or fifteen the concept of so many of my friends being done with camp. I had already finished my last summer as a yeah. camper and my many of my home friends were going on teen tours and Europe and all those kind of things. And I wasn't interested. And my uncle, who is a documentary filmmaker, was going to Ireland to film a, uh, a documentary film and it invited me to come. And I my parents were like, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. You're going to go to Ireland. This is amazing. And I was like, no. I'm going to camp. Wow. And they were like, you're not going to camp. We still have to pay half tuition. You're only going to, you know, I was going to be a waitress. They're like, you're going to be <laughs> serving food to people. That You're not going to be paid, nothing. I was like, I will give you every cent that I make. I am going to camp. I'm telling you this is where I need to be. And it was a game changer for me. I mean, it was a, a social game changer for me at that time. Um, I really think that m- my sense of, of personal security and emotional security and the trust and and honesty you can be with yourself and around other people came from that particular summer Oh um and those friends that I lived with those those seven eight girls are still my life like today you know 20 30 years later whatever that whatever point in my life I'm at they're still everything to me so
0: that I mean like at such a young age to be like like, I'm, if my parents were like, you're not going back to camp, I probably would have fought for a minute and then I would have been like, OK, fine. You know, and like I, I would not have dug in so hard but just because I I didn't know, you know, I'd like to know at 15 like this is it. I'm done. I know what I'm doing.
2: And it wasn't like a, it wasn't a FOMO thing. It wasn't a, I wasn't feeling like I was missing out on other people being there and me not being there. It was I w- would be missing out on what I knew would be everything like a piece for of me. yourself, yeah, right? and and the happiness yeah. piece of yeah. myself, right? so you know that that truly was pivotal, living
0: 10 for two to, do you, yeah, crazy <laughs>
1: that being a, you know a totally different kind of summer than what you had experienced before mm-hmm. it was was it the responsibility of like having that job at camp first being it all just kind of being fun and games as a camper what what was different there or was it these girls who you really clicked i with? think
2: it was the i think it was the friendship i think that camp in so many ways was, was always about the friendship and about the self-awareness of how to be who I am and be okay with who I am without having to conform to somebody else, mm-hmm. but but also appreciating what those other people, who who they were and how they were and and how we worked together. Yeah, that that was part of it. Um, but I, I, I maybe I mean the responsibility was so lim like so limited. you are away waitress. I was like living on a canoe, like, floating in the lake. You know, in between meals. In, in between meals, like, I had the best, best tan uh, of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I had the sure. best tan of my life. But no, I, I um, I don't know what it was about that summer. I think it was for me, you know, part of your like being in high school. Um, I was like I think I was in tenth grade going into eleventh grade. And you're just at this weird point in time, uh, yeah. So weird. such a weird point in time that those relationships at home are confusing, and mm-hmm. boy life is confusing, and all of those things. And so at camp, we were a brother sister camp, so it was a, it was de- definitely had its separation, but we had access to spending more time around the guys and also building those relationships. I would not have had the same at home as I, if yeah. I didn't have that from camp. Or in Ireland. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> or <laughs> in college. I mean, yeah. uh, the, yeah. the
1: preparedness yeah. it was a game changer. It's interesting to think back about, like, when you're that age in high school, because maybe you've been with these people in the same town mm-hmm. or something a long time, but you also have this awareness that you're like, oh, I only have, like, two more years with these people, yeah. and then I'm going off to college, and, like, the chances we stay in touch, like, we're not going to be in the same spot. And that's not, not true about camp, but it doesn't matter if you live nope. with those people or not. You're nope. going to stay close throughout the year. Right. So those friendships are like Yeah, you get get more practice invested
2: in it. And it's concept now, right? I think about this often and I talk about this with our team volunteers and it's like we didn't have cell phones. We did not have Instagram. We didn't have any way of communicating unless we were writing letters to each other or picking up the phone and calling. And so there was a deep love and a deep like true relationship that made you want to reach out to that person Mm -hmm. right that there was some connectivity that had happened that made you made that constant and it wasn't it was a choice yeah it was a total choice it's
0: not like you were thrown with i mean you were thrown with these people but you make you made the choice it's not like school like uh, you made the choice to stay in touch Mm -hmm. with them whereas school like you saw them every day for most of the year
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah so you kind of had to talk to them (laughs)
2: <laughs> and, and, right, and the ones in the summer that you still continue to talk to, you also wrote letters to. Yeah, right? what was better than getting a letter? You know,
0: <laughs> like literally nothing, <laughs> <laughs> unless it was sealed with a kiss. Except that, that even I never, I never <laughs> wrote you got letters. Those? Yeah, the swacks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my aunt sent me one every summer
2: like that the swag yeah, yeah
0: love those totally. f- what's this seal with oh, the seal with the kiss, <laughs> with the kiss. Gosh, it was like that company nice. that's what you're talking about right well, i'm
2: talking about my mother's hand oh she literally S- sealed S- it w- with kiss?
0: a kiss oh <laughs> wait but you didn't guys didn't get those one from the that lips. company no, no. You guys but there was this company, company now? I do not know we should look it up. It was called Sealed with Bank a Kiss yeah. and it basically sent you like a prepackaged camp package. Uh, it had like a camp, it had like packages. a stuffed animal in oh, it yeah, and it no, had oh, like that a that game. Is bougie. Is. My <laughs> aunt sent me one every single summer. Thanks, Lucky Aunt Linda, time. shout out. Yeah. <laughs> you got you didn't get those? No, my mom no. said they were a rip off. <laughs> they are a ripoff. My parents didn't Sandy send Halle them to me. The <laughs> Spending that money on that—they <laughs> fully are a <laughs> I'll write off. SWAK. You'll be good.
2: <laughs> good enough.
0: Close enough. My own lips. <laughs> <laughs> and the logo for the company was like a lips. ellipse I Yeah. Remember. I sort of have
2: that vision, but I, I yeah. And it yeah.
0: also it always came with like some plush thing that came with like a, a fabric marker that your whole bunk could oh, sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
1: yeah 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 yeah. Like, you'd get a pillow that's in camp, and everyone would sign it.
0: -hmm.
2: They did away with the whole package thing at some point. It's better. When you were a camper, they did that? Maybe when I was a counselor, and I just have vivid memories of it being like a fight with my camper. It's your birthday, but you can't get anything.
0: It was a huge package (laughs) camp. We loved packages at camp. Maybe
2: when I was a camper, yeah, hearing your name called on the megaphone for a camper. Yes. No
0: candy. Yeah, it was a big thing. They would
2: watch you open your package. Yep but you were allowed to get them mm-hmm. when I was a counselor. They were not only on your birthday. Were you allowed to get a package? Oh, Ugh. wow.
1: Ugh. Cool. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Molly, thank you so much for coming on oh. and, and talking to us oh here. God. This thank was you fantastic. Guys. Thank you guys we're, for having we're me. We're super inspired and jealous of your long career. In like
0: seriously, like, wow. Ultimate camper right here. Like the happiest camper. We just, we met her. We found her guys
1: um one quick question if you were to pick if you were to have a list my. of three and it was like molly her favorite things are we know camp what mm-hmm. are your other two favorites
2: um traveling traveling okay. traveling which would would you get to do two I, camps I do, I do. um other favorite things i mean eating um married to <laughs> right. a chef married guys a cat, <laughs> which you get yeah. to do yeah, yeah i mean eating traveling kind of go hand in hand um yeah, I mean, yeah. You travel camp. Yeah. That's yeah, that's, a <laughs> yeah, good, that's
0: good life really, motto. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so Sammy and I have the same interests.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hang dope. out. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, where can people find out more about Scope?
2: Great question. <laughs> um, so Scope, we are online at uh, scopeusa.org uh, and on Instagram and Facebook at at support Scope. Twitter too, although we're more active on Facebook and and uh, Instagram. And um, if you're interested in learning more, feel free to reach out to me. I'm molly, with a Y, at scopeusa.org.
1: Great. And if you're in New York, look out for that event on April 11th. Yeah. Uh, And if you're in Chicago, in the Midwest area, on April 26th. Mm um yeah
0: guys check out the website it's a good website oh and we have a new one coming <laughs> oh okay <laughs> hey may, may new website and it, you can donate through the website you right make yeah make a donate through the webs- website get, yeah I'm if you want to get involved yeah. molly's so got the hookup up if here you've been yeah. listening
1: to this podcast for a while it's probably because you love camp and you had a special <laughs> camp experience so scope is just like the perfect organization to donate to so you can
0: yeah, like get your help, help support. Yeah, yeah, tax deductible. Yeah. that is so true. <laughs> All right, uh, Molly, thank you so much. We thank had a good guys. time. Thank you. Um, you can check us out at happycamperspodcast.com. Yeah, you can
1: check us out on iTunes. You can rate, review, and subscribe. Throw us, throw us a rating. Throw us, you know, five stars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, find us on Instagram. Sammy posts
0: amazing photos. I try. Yep. Um, Happy campers podcast that's that's the instagram that, yep. yeah there we go the twitter is happy campers pod but they're all linked like if it's on instagram it's on twitter Perfect. all right day's done gone the sun we out
2: <laughs> our
1: theme song was written recorded and sung by the very talented steffi copeland